0: Here we go. You are listening to Wednesday's Law and Gospel on this June the 30th in the year of our Lord 2021. I'm Pastor Tom Baker, and we're going to talk a little bit about the road to Emmaus that's found in chapter 24 of Luke. Uh, You probably all remember the incident. Two of the disciples uh, they were going to a village named Emmaus. It's about seven miles from Jerusalem, talking with each other about all the things that had happened concerning the crucifixion, etc. And while they're talking, Jesus draws near them and goes with them. But their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And he asks them, What's this conversation that you are holding with each other? as you walk and they said the one named cleopas are you the only visitor jerusalem who does not know the things that had happened there in these days and jesus said what things and they said to him concerning jesus of nazareth a man who was a prophet mighty indeed and word before god and all the people they came back saying that he had even seen that they had even seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but him they did not see. and Jesus says to them, "O foolish ones, and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have." spoken. Was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Now, when they got near the village, he acted as if he were going further, but they urged him strongly saying, stay with us. For it is toward evening, and the day is now far spent. So he went in to stay with them. And when he was at the table, he took the bread and blessed and broke it and gave it to them. And their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. And they said to each other, Did not our hearts burn within us while he talked to us on the road, while he opened to us the scriptures. And then they returned to Jerusalem, telling others, the Lord has risen indeed. They then told what had happened on the road and how he was known to them in the breaking of the bread. Now, we've read this many a times. Would you not have been interested what would be the words that Jesus said on the road to Emmaus? And so what I did, I decided to do a study in a congregation. It took over a year to do it each week. And I was looking at Old Testament prophecies of Jesus Christ that were fulfilled in the New Testament. I've got 284 of them. You can purchase this for $15. Now, if you already bought the other book on emails, then I'll send it to you for only $10. You don't pay any money until you get the book and then send me a check back and all the instructions are in the package you get. 284 Old Testament prophecies of Jesus Christ were these what Jesus was talking about. I, I really believe that. Now, of the 284, I got thinking, how many are from the book of Isaiah? And I discovered that the first one is prophecy, I number them, 135. And the last one from the book of Isaiah is 243. There's 108 verses just in Isaiah talking about Jesus Christ in the New Testament. So I thought we'd go through a few of them. The very first one is from Isaiah chapter 2, 2 to 4. It shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be established as the highest of the mountains and shall be lifted up above the hills and all nations shall flow to it. And many people shall come and say, Come, let us go to the mountain of the Lord to the house of the God of Jacob, that he may teach us his ways, that we may walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. And listen to Luke 24, verse 47. That repentance and forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem, which, of course, is the mountain of the house of the Lord, where Jerusalem is found. And so that's the promise. And sure enough, Jesus went to Jerusalem, went into the temple, proclaimed the word of the Lord, Isaiah 6, verses 9 and 10. And he said, go and say to this people, keep on hearing, but do not understand, keep on seeing, but do not perceive. Make the heart of this people dull and their ears heavy and blind their eyes, lest they see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their hearts and turn and be healed. Matthew 13, Jesus says, This is why I speak to them in parables, because seeing they do not see, and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. Indeed, in their case, the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled that says, you will indeed hear, but never understand, and you will indeed see, but never understand. Perceive. Then we have the famous Isaiah 7, verse 14. Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. So, what do we hear about that from Matthew 1? then what kind of ministry is he going to have? Isaiah 8, 14 to 15. And he will become a sanctuary and a stone of offense and a rock of stumbling to both houses of Israel, a trap and a snare to the inhabitants of Jerusalem. And many shall stumble on it. They shall fall and be broken. They shall be snared and taken." Listen to 1 Peter chapter 2, 6 to 8. For it stands in Scripture, Behold, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone chosen and precious, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. So the honor is for you who believe, but for those who do not believe, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone and a stone of stumbling, and a rock of offense. They stumble because they disobey the word as they were destined to do. And and that's a direct quote again from Isaiah. Now, as, as I indicated, there's, what, 108 verses just from the book of Isaiah. And we can't go through all of them right now. But there are some of them that we often hear in sermons. And so I want to touch on some of them that are found later in the book of Isaiah. Isaiah 53, verse 1. Who has believed what he has heard from us? and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed. Listen to John 12, 37, 38. Though he had done so many signs before him, they still did not believe in him, so that the words spoken by the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. Lord, who has believed what he heard from us? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Now, for example, when Jesus fed 5,000 people, they believed in him, but not as the Messiah, but rather as a miracle worker who had come to give them the food they needed, the clothes they needed, the homes they needed. So they didn't really catch the sign. Isaiah 53, verse 4. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we regarded him stricken and smitten by God and afflicted. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree, that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed. Then we get Isaiah 53, verse 7. He was oppressed. He was afflicted. Yet he opened not his mouth. Like a lamb that is led to the slaughter, and like a sheep that before its shears is silent, so he opened not his mouth. Matthew 27. 12 to 14, but he was accused by the high by the chief priests and elders. He gave no answer. Then Pilate said to him, "Do you not hear how many things they testify against you?" But he gave no answer, not even to a single charge. So that the governor was greatly amazed. He was greatly amazed because Jesus remained silent. Isaiah 53, verse 10. Yet it was the will of the Lord to crush him. He has put him to grief when his soul makes an offering for guilt. He shall see his offspring. He shall prolong his days. The will of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. We find in John 18, verse 11, Jesus saying to Peter when he took out his sword to cut off the ear of the high priest's servant, Malchus, Jesus says, put your sword into its sheath. Shall I not drink the cup that the Lord has given me? That's Luke 18. See, he will follow the will of the Lord. Now, sometimes the same verse, well, the fulfillment of the prophecy is found in more than one verse. Isaiah 53.10 is also found in Matthew 20, verse 28. Even as the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many and Jesus even when he's praying to the father in john 17 verse 4 i glorified you on earth having accomplished the work that you gave me to do and so there again one verse isaiah 53:10 and at least three verses in the new testament then isaiah 53 11. Out of the anguish of his soul, he shall see and be satisfied. By his knowledge shall a righteous one, my servant, make many to be accounted righteous, and he shall bear their iniquities. Listen to Romans 5, 18. Therefore, as one trespass, led to condemnation for all men. So one act of righteousness leads to justification and life for all men. For as by the one man's disobedience, the many were made sinners, so by the one man's obedience, the many will be made righteous. See, what Paul is doing in Romans 5 is comparing the results of Adam's sin to Christ's crucifixion. You get even more specific, Isaiah 53, 12. Therefore I will divide him a portion with the many, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he, he poured out his soul to death and was numbered with the transgressors. Yet he bore the sin of many and makes intercession for the transgressors. Luke 23, verse 32. Two others who were transgressors were led away to be put to death with him. That's Luke 23, verse 32. A fulfillment of the prophecy When he says to the thief who repents, today you will be with me in paradise. Then you've got Isaiah 54, three to five. Fear not, for you will not be ashamed. Be not confounded, for you will not be disgraced. For you will forget the shame of your youth and the reproach of your widowhood you will remember no more. For the maker is your husband, the Lord of hosts is his name, and the Holy One of Israel is your Redeemer. The God of the whole earth he is called. Now that's Isaiah 54. Listen to Colossians 1.22. For he is now reconciled in his body of flesh by his death in order to present you holy and blameless and above reproach before him. See, this is the very uniqueness of the Christian faith, that you are not considered righteous because you begin to do righteous works. Works have nothing to do with your salvation at all. But the works of Jesus have everything to do. Well, then, if you are not made righteous by your own works, how are you made righteous? Through faith. That's believing the gospel of what Jesus Christ has done. Guess what? God declares you to be righteous. Isaiah 55, verse 4. Behold, I made him a witness to the peoples, a leader and commander for the peoples. John 18, then Pilate said to him, So you are a king? Jesus answered, You say that I am a king for this purpose I was born? And for this purpose I have come into the world to bear witness to the truth, who everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. Then Isaiah 59, verse 20. And a Redeemer will come to Zion, to those in Jacob who turn from transgression, declares the lord and the fulfillment of that promise is luke 2 verse 38 and coming up at that very hour anna began to give thanks to god and to speak to him of him to all who were waiting for the redemption of jerusalem that's tremendous so What this book does on the left side of each column are verses from the Old Testament. And on the right side is the New Testament verse that fulfills that prophecy. The the very last one I have in Isaiah, and remember we found a hundred and eight passages of Isaiah it is Isaiah sixty six verse twenty three. From new moon to new moon and from Sabbath to Sabbath all flesh that come to worship before me, all flesh shall come to worship before me, declares the Lord. Listen to Philippians 2, 9 to 11. So that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Then after that, we have a list of Old Testament prophecies from Jeremiah. Now, I I said there are 284 prophecies in this book you can receive. It's 40 pages long. Simply email me with your name, your address, and we'll send it to you. The cost is $15, unless you buy or have bought in the other book on emails, then it's only $10. If you wanna buy both, it's $25. Don't send any money, just send your name and address. We'll send you the material and a bill and an envelope to return the check. But why is this book so important? The Old Testament is not an Old Testament because it's old and useless. No, it just was written before the New Testament. But you really begin to understand the Old Testament prophecies by taking a look at the New Testament fulfillment. And I have found other prophecies of Jesus Christ since then And I may be doing a re-edit of this book and anyone who buys it you'll get the next one for free If there's an additional 50 prophecies, etc So On monday's long gospel It will be a repeat broadcast The july 4th holiday And on tuesday, we'll be taking a look at the hymn assigned for the following Sunday And our goal will be to preach Christ and Him crucified. I'm Tom Baker. Until Tuesday then, for the live program, God bless you.